Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 18 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast, our Bible study podcast where we dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our everyday lives. My name is Dax Bruner. I am the youth minister over at New Zion. New Zion. New Zion. New Zion Baptist Church. Uh, we're going to call it Ector. Address is in Bonham, so if you look it up, don't be confused. Um, I still live in Gober, which is still small. Uh, I don't know. Did we determine if Ivanhoe is, in fact, maybe smaller? Well, population-wise, yes. I, I I would assume, and I don't know this, but I think that Ivanhoe would have more um, addresses. Yeah, yeah. Because we cover a lot of territory out here. See, Ivanhoe is is goes to Lamasco and goes to Duplex, and it is big. Like it's, it's big, big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And that is Josh Lott. He's the pastor here at Ivanhoe Baptist Church, which we were just talking about. And as you can see, we're in the library. Yes, which is strange. So. I just looked. It caught my eye. The Brides of Montclair. Yeah. Apparently there's volumes. Fiction. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why that caught my eye today. When I sat down, <laughs> I thought, I'm going to bring that up. All right. Um, just two guys who've been called to ministry, and we're doing what we're commanded to do and evangelize by all means available. So, Internet, here we are. And we don't know what we're doing. But we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we haven't wised up a bit since At we all. started doing this. Now, the sound's much better. Yes. But other than that... We've got we're, better technology. We're, we're the same. Yeah. Yes. We're, uh, yeah. And you can't see it, but it is not England dreary outside today. The sun is shining. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be 65 today. Yeah, I mean, you can see it on my leg right here. The sun's coming in. Oh, look, that is a sunspot on your shin. Yes, it's not dreary. It's not... It's beautiful. It's, it's almost Christmas, and it's uh, you know it's yeah. going to be in the eighties. Yeah, the, I know the guy on the radio is like, in an hour you can shed that sweater. Yes. Yeah, which I will not be doing because I'm wearing a sloth, a snow skiing sloth. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. I actually won an ugly sweater contest last year with this, uh, not because it's necessarily an ugly sweater, but and Josh has I'm got on the old uh, the same hoodie the, I wore two weeks ago when we recorded. <laughs> It's the old I'm faithful consistent. hoodie. Yes. All right. What's been happening in Ivanhoe? Man, man we, was, we see we had our Christmas program. Yep. That was yeah, a good that time. was awesome. That was a good time uh, with kids. They they enjoyed that. We had a great crowd. Parents and stuff come up. Grandparents showed up. You know, we were Always busting at good. the seams in here. So that's just good. Had a full oh, house. Full house. Good to see. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's a good so thing you fun. put them two pews in the back. There, I know. Huh? I know, and then we uh, had a good meal, a uh, good time of fellowship, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's been, it's been, we've been rocking here. These Baptists. for the holidays. and These Baptist meals are getting me. Eating a lot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> every time me. there's something, there's something else yeah. and something else. Yep. yep. Oh, I, okay. this is what we, you've seen this, and probably on, on Facebook, of course, but we went to Prestonwood Baptist Sunday I, night. I did see that. And went to uh, see the Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was awesome, I hear. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, they did an awesome job. And they said they had like over a thousand or close to a thousand volunteers that are part of the. Isn't that something? That is crazy. It was a couple hours long. I mean, it was, they did a really good job. We, I saw there was a live donkey, live camels, live sheep, zebras. Did you, I didn't know there's zebras in the Christmas story, but hey. I don't they, recall they that. They were. They must have been from 
Africa or something. Zebra is awesome. But yeah, there's some zebras. So yeah. I really feel like I need to bring a zebra to there church was, with me now. There was like people <laughs> flying around, you know, there was angels flying. Like on and, yeah. Things uh-huh. And, 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 and people and drummers, they were drumming. Yeah. They're like yeah. the little drummer boy and they like were for real. They were like flying through the skies. They were drumming like all over the place. We need to step up our game. Santa flew off in his sleigh. That was what? interesting. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we definitely need to step up our game. Yeah, they, they had it going on. You we know, got that rock climbing they, wall out know, there. They may have a little, <laughs> a little bit more financial stability than we do. I don't, you, you I don't reckon? know. <laughs> Certainly, we could rig something up. Did you? I saw on Facebook, like for camels, somebody put two humps on a horse and let it yeah. through the sanctuary. I think oh, we could pull that off. Mm-hmm. I know where there's a million horses. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You improvise. You improvise time. and make uh, I, it look like a good time. Yeah. I mean, in all churches, need a gift shop. You know, do they? Yeah, you reckon so? <laughs> to sell coffee mugs and coffee mugs, you know, your hoodies. Think, hey, I forgot a pen. Only run to the gift shop. Yeah, I never would have thought about that in a church. You know, three dollars, three dollars, or however much they yeah, cost. Yeah. I don't know. Well, time. nice, nice place. You could, you could like move your office and put it in there. Yeah, it's right there at the front. Everybody access <laughs> <laughs> gift shops. Okay, that's what we need. Well, let's see. So New Zion, not much different, right? We did our uh, our Christmas communion service. Uh, we got candlelight service coming up on Friday. Yeah, uh, youth groups going well. No, no real exciting things happening. Just mm-hmm. more of the same and hoping for growth. Um. Been out to Ector High School. Got a little deal going out there where I'll be there every Wednesday for their lunch lunch period, which is not I mean a lot of good kids. Do they serve pizza on Wednesdays? Like Wednesday every, is pizza day. That's awesome. That's perfect. We, yeah. So Wednesday, you well, you get a choice too, which is strange because I never got one. No. But so you can have a baked potato. Oh. Which is they they look pretty good. Yeah. And then and then of course the pizza, right. which I'm always gonna have yeah. the pizza because it's Yeah, Wednesday's a weird day for pizza. So you think that's like Fridays or something, but it was when I was growing yeah. up and I thought well, that's cool. Yeah, this worked out great for me because uh-huh. I got invited back every week and I get to have pizza. Pizza. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Uh as far as I know, no kids ran away from me. No they students. Walked fast. Fast. But, yeah, yeah. But but I didn't take it as as the, the, did the staff run away from you? No. In no. fact, um, so I, I know, actually know the secretary out there. Okay. Uh, uh, Jan. And so uh, that's been a nice yeah buffer there. So it's cool. <laughs> so anyway, it's going well. Going well. I'll Big keep everybody for, posted. Uh, Christmas? Uh, going to Linda's dad's. We'll be awesome. in Corsicana. Corsicana. Yep. Corsicana, Texas. Right there by the lake. Awesome. Yep. So we haven't been down there in a while, so it's, it'll be nice. Yeah, food's always good. Uh-huh. I always eat too much of it, and yep. it's good to visit with him because I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to, and I know Linda doesn't get to see him as much as she'd like to. But, um, but yeah, that's where we'll be. Uh, then sometime in the uh, just after the first, we'll run up to Oklahoma and see Case. Uh, that red hair. He's got a red. So where did that come from? Well, both of them. Both so. Of them. So my my son in law is redhead. Okay. Uh, and then my uh, my ex wife's whole family is redheads, right? And then my mom's side is Irish. They're, they're, her oh, maiden oh, name was Merritt. All right. Uh, so there's a lot of she, the, he didn't have chance. Uh-huh. He was going to be a redhead. So, uh, 
but it's red, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's, is red. It's a lot of it, too. Yeah, it's long and red. So his mullet's filling in nice. Everybody's awesome. happy with that. Yes. And yeah, he hadn't yelled yee-yee or anything yet, yet. So so we'll get <laughs> we'll get that going. But, um, yeah, he's doing great. Doing good. He peed on his mama this morning. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. as you should. Yes. All right. So back to John. We're in Chapter 1, yep. and we're talking about John the Baptist proclaiming Jesus today. Um and we're looking at we're going to start off in verse 29 we're going to s- stop at verse 34 and then we'll kind of see where we're at uh as time goes but um there's actually a lot to dissect in this so I, we should be okay anyway like always I'll read it uh in its entirety and then we'll come back and start breaking it down so starting in verse 29 it says John the Baptist proclaims Jesus as the Messiah verse 29 the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said look the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven heaven? (laughs) Heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him, But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Boom. All right, a lot happening right now. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's just, verse 29, let's just look at that. It says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Right? Behold. Yep. He says he's better than me. I love that. Mm-hmm. He's better than me. Right? One to ten, Jesus is a ten. We're a one. Correct. Maybe. Maybe. On a good day. On a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on a great day. So John the Baptist was born six months before Jesus. Correct. So that's cool. He's making a case for Jesus, just like John the apostle has been. That's his whole point. So this is this eyewitness testimony. This this uh, this bringing in this this witness to uh-huh. to testify about Christ is what John the apostle is doing, right. and bringing in John the Baptist. And behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that they would understand that. Um, you would hope so. Yeah. I mean, they, the Jewish people hearing it should understand the Lamb of the world, or the Lamb of God, eh, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I mean, because they would sacrifice lambs, lambs, and, Mm -hmm. you know, their their sins would be removed from them and placed on this sacrificed lamb. So that's what he's saying here. Right. Now, something that I did as I was reading through this and digging deeper and all that, um, it, it, the, it references back to Exodus and I didn't catch this in Exodus 29 whenever I was first going through it but there there were two lambs sacrificed in the temple Did you, I, for some reason that didn't register with me the first time okay. right? but it comes back two lambs sacrificed one in the morning one in the evening and it goes back to Exodus 29 verse 38 yeah 38 so this is what you are to offer regularly on the altar every day two year old lambs in the morning after one lamb and at twilight offer the other. But the first lamb offered two. I mean, it goes, it lists everything that they're supposed to do during the sacrifice. So 
like you say, these these Old Testament Jews should know what he's saying. Right. Right. Um, and then it says, who takes away the sin of the world. It doesn't say takes away the sin of just this group or that group or that it's everybody. 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 Right. And then, let's see, there's also, uh, obviously, like, I like to go back to Isaiah usually whenever I talk about these prophecies. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, I think this one was 53.7, Isaiah 53.7. In my commentary, which I like to read these things, it says, Every morning and evening a lamb was sacrificed in the temple for the sins of the people. That's that Exodus reference. Then Isaiah 53.7 prophesied that the Messiah, God's servant, would be led to the slaughter like a lamb to pay the penalty for sin. A life had to be given, and God chose to provide the sacrifice himself. The sins of the world were removed when Jesus died as a perfect sacrifice. This is the way our sins are forgiven. The sin of the world means everyone's sin, which we just said, Uh, the sin of each individual. Jesus paid the price of your sin by his death. You can receive forgiveness by confessing your sin to him and asking for his forgiveness through repentance. Right? So, again, John the Baptist is always, his message has always been repent. Repent. Yep. In all caps, loudly with an exclamation point. All right. Have we beat, beat up verse 29? I think so. All right. Verse 30 says, this is the one I meant when I said, a man comes after me who has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed in Israel. This is another one like when we read John 1, 1, right? The word was God, the word was God. I was like, riddle me this. Okay, so where is he in all this? Yeah, he's basically (laughs) saying the same thing that John was saying in verse 1. Is what you're saying. He's making a case for Jesus. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I was like, find the lady. We'll play a three-card money here, buddy. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. um, I always say riddle me this, but... um, So he's referencing back what we covered last time. Uh, in verse 26, 27, it says, I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Right, and understand, what and I kind of got ahead of, ahead of us earlier when I said um, John the Baptist was born six months before Jesus. Right. But he said the one who existed before me. Right. It goes back to what John was saying in verse 1. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he the was beginning. He was in Genesis one. Right, exactly. Yeah, even though he was, his physically humanly born after after John the Baptist, mm-hmm. he existed before him since creation. Right. All right. So uh, that was verse thirty and thirty one. I said thirty one. Thirty one. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Right. So that goes. Um, well, along with everything we've been saying well, thus goes, far, it goes along with just it's just put all this together. Uh, verse thirty-two and on, it said, you know, he, John testified, watched the Spirit descend on him from heaven like a dove, and he rested on him. And I didn't know him, but he who sent me was baptized with water. Told me the one who you see the Spirit descending on, resting on, he is the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. I have mm-hmm. seen testified that he is the Son of God. So we picture this. There's this massive amount of people that's in the line, and John is baptizing at the Jordan River. Right. Right. Re- re- repentance of your sins. And 
have you reconciled, recognized yourself as a sinner? Are you, are you ready to repent of those sins? You didn't identify yourself with the coming Messiah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Baptize you. And then this guy walks up, seems ordinary. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who he is. No. Right. And everything changes after his baptism. All right. John says the spirit descends from the heaven like a dove. So John, the Baptist gives witness Mm -hmm. what, what happens in, in what God said when, when it happened, Mm -hmm. helping him identify the Messiah and it happened with Jesus, and we right. read that account in Matthew, right, uh, thirteen or Matthew chapter three, thirteen through seventeen, right. It says, "Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him, but John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me.' Jesus answered him, "Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness." Then John allowed him to be baptized. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened from him, and it saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, for whom I am well pleased. Right. So God comes down and identifies Jesus. Again, go back to our court of law scenario. Mm-hmm. The John, the disciple, has called in a very good witness, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. He took the stand, and he says, Let me tell you about Jesus. He's the Son of God. Mm-hmm. People, people get convicted in court with less than this all the time. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah, what, what does John the Baptist have to gain from any of this? No, nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Actually, no, ridicule and... Yeah. And, uh, no money, no fame. No. Who's going to get beheaded for doing all this stuff? Yeah. I mean, as followers of Jesus, I mean, that's just nothing. Yeah. He's going to get nothing come from this. Right. He's just a slave. He's just a voice, as he says. He's a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. somebody. You know that song? I do. I'm not going to sing it. One of my favorites, man. You, this, this will come back to haunt me later. Because like, <laughs> I'll cut it and post it. That's what I'll do, boy. <laughs> John Baptist wasn't aware of his own greatness, which is awesome. Right. All right? And, and that's what I think that we need to take home with this when we read this scripture, is that he's not aware of his own greatness. Yeah. And it's the same thing. We don't have any... We, we should not be aware of what we've been called to do. He's called to be a slave. Yeah. He's called to be a voice. I'm not worthy to untie his sandal. He's the one that comes after me. Let me explain what this means. The lowest of the lowest society had this job to, to, to untie the sandal, like mm-hmm. we said before. So master came home at the end of the day. His feet are all nasty and dirty. And the, Could you imagine? The lowest of the slave comes in, and he ties off. He takes off his sandal, mm-hmm. and he washes his feet. Yeah. After walking all day and... God knows what. Yeah, yeah. Rode all these animals. Walk behind these animals. I, I hang out with a lot of teenagers, and I'm very familiar with feet. And I've worked shoeing horses. I've done a lot of things. And let me tell you something, folks. Feet are not pleasant things to wash. So, anyway, yep, that is a lowly job that I would not want. But we're called to be of service. So, Absolutely. Sometimes we have to do that. All right. Verse 32. Oh, wait, we just did that. Uh, And myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see, that's what we just covered, I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. So we went back to obviously the Matthew uh, description of that, which is what I had written down anyway. So we're good there. Now, uh, as far as God's chosen one, again, I referenced back to Isaiah 42. Verse 1, it says, This is my servant. I strengthen him. This is my chosen one. I delight in him. I have put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. So, again, um, 
I really love going back to Isaiah on these things because uh, it works out really well because that's the prophecy that came true along with many others. And many others. Yep. All right. So do we want to go on with the first disciples? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to read. Now, this is a bit of a long one, but not too bad because there's a lot of red letters in here. So there's not a lot of... Uh, digging we need to do because he's just saying it. So I'm going to read verse 35. I'm going to go through 51. Yeah, through 51. All right, here we go. You ready? The first disciples followed Jesus. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Now we're John the Baptist still here. Uh, when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? It's funny. What do you, what do you want? want? Yeah. yeah. They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. This is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. You want to stop right there? I do. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of hit that and okay. kind of see where we're at. Sounds good. After that. Uh, something I had written down, I was going to talk about at the very beginning, was, this, like you just referenced, Jesus is starting to call his disciples. Yes. And, and what we have to understand is that the disciple actually means follower. Correct. But in, t- in today's world... We don't understand what a follower is. Uh, no. How do you follow someone today? You click on a button <laughs> and you follow. You yeah. become a follower of someone you never met. Yeah. And so with Jesus' time, it's different. To become a follower, it's a disciple, it meant you must have commitment you, to him. Commitment. This commitment is something that our culture really knows nothing about today. It's This true. kind of commitment. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, the, the direction they were going – they didn't really understand what Jesus was doing, mm-hmm. but still to follow him. That, that's commitment, not having any kind of idea mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, as we see in our world today, commitment is is, is very lacking in all things, in, mm-hmm. in employments, in, in, in marriages, in, in so many different things. It's like we don't go into any kind of... What word am I looking that's for? A good, that's a good... Uh, repent. Right, I don't, right. We don't go into any kind of... <laughs> Uh, any anything that we do, it's it's rare that we go into it with a strong commitment. Okay, I'm trying to think of the word now. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. We'll come back. It's not a contract. It's not a you know. It's a commitment. Any, it's a we don't go any we don't go into any commitment with relationship your, with any kind of real commitment. Yeah, well, you know, it's true. It's no true. No matter what it, it, it may be. So when Jesus chose disciples, he was he he refused to lower the bar. Right. Rightly so. And I, I love this verse in, in Luke nine, fifty seven through fifty eight. He says, As they were traveling on the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus told him, Foxes have dens, birds of the sky have nests, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. So he's laying it out there. You know, he's saying to follow me means you're gonna be homeless. Right. All right. You must understand what it means to be my disciple, what it means to be a follower. Jesus may not have many disciples because it, can't, it contains the word discipline. Yeah. 
that's what's lacking too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, well I'm just going to say it. Dealing with youth the way we deal with youth, that's there's none there. No. There's no there's there's no consequence, there's no and there's no discipline. Well, you know, and I'm glad you said it. And there's there's plenty of people who want to be fans of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me be fans. They like him. They hang around him. They enjoy the free meals. Mm-hmm. Seem kind of, it's exciting to watch the crowds gather, him to speak. And, oh, look, he turned water into wine. He, Oh, he made this, this little bit of food, a lot of food. He was very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they were fans. Yeah. But really, when it came down to it, all they really wanted was something from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What what, what can they take? Yeah. Give me They're a miracle. Takers. Yes. Give me a miracle. Yep. Yep. It, it, it's not different today. No, it's not. It's not. Absolutely not. What, Jesus what can this is, church give to me? <laughs> Jesus is not interested in those who just want to be fans. No. Th- those who just like him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not in it. So called to be a disciple means to leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. All our other pursuits in a life must become secondary. A disciplined commitment. A disciplined commitment. I mean, I, and I think you have to see that in someone's life. Mm-hmm. You can't come to Christ and see no change in your lifestyle. No, you All can't. Right. So let's let's think about that further. Let, you can't come to Christ and see no. You're going to see change in the behavior, but you're going to see change changes changes in the desire to do things. You're going to see changes in the things that you do. Mm-hmm. You could be living a great moral life and be a great good person or whatever, but still things are going to change, mm-hmm. you know, not doesn't mean everybody's going to change so drastically, right? you know, but things will change, right? The things you do, how you spend your time, where you spend your time, who you spend you it know? with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, your employment may not change, but it may, it may, because there's so it's a complete transformation. It is. It's, it's it putting is. everything secondary. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, and I'm not asking you this because I know you don't like that, but I'm not asking you this. I'm just in general. Is it possible, and I think we just said that, that, that people are just fans of Jesus? Yes. That the church is full of fans of Jesus. 100%. Just hanging around. They like him, you know. But when it comes to commitment, when it actually costs you something, mm-hmm. where you at? Mm-hmm. I think about it in sports because, you know, I love sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, the NFL – all right. It's got they have 17 games now. They did have 16, but they have 17 games. Okay. So there's not many games a year. 17 of Right. Them, it's right? limited. So, if you're a fan of a, a if you're a, a a big fan of a team, mm-hmm. you don't want to miss a game. Right. Because there's only 17. Right. You know, and out of 52 weeks a year, you only get to watch football 17 of those weeks, you know, of, the, of that your team. So it's like I want to be there. I want to be there every time because I want I get that. All right. I'm also a baseball fan, right? Okay. There's 162 of those. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not bending over backwards to try to make those games. All right. Right. I'll catch them when I catch them, but if I don't have a chance, I don't have a chance. So, are you saying the more, <laughs> the more rare the opportunity is, we, the more you want to a fan participate? A fan, you know, will be there when they can be there, mm-hmm. and they're interested. But if there's Short amount of time, then we we make sure that we're there. Right, like, it's a priority. Hey man, it's a big game. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm watching the Super Bowl because there's only one of these there's years. one of those a year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I gotta that. be 
Easter and, and Christmas, I got to be there because you know it's a big thing. That's it. You know, this is what this 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 commitment's all about. This fandom is all about. But fifty two weeks a year, I can miss a handful of those. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty of those. I, as long as I make half the games, I'm still a fan. So what you're saying is people don't like the everyday process of being a true follower of Jesus, right? Now. I go back to myself as a as a fan mm-hmm. of a sport, mm-hmm. as a fan as a team. Mm-hmm. All right, I am a football fan. Right. Most most more than anything else. Right, That's, I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Ridicule me, throw stuff at me, whatever you want to do. You know, so for <laughs> me, I know what's going on mm-hmm. in their organization. Right. Where I I do not I know what players are injured. Mm-hmm. I know when they're coming back. Oh my! I know, you know, I know what positions they play. I know their numbers. I know their stats. You, you know are committed, right? I'm committed as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. It sounds like right? it. Goodness, right? Mm-hmm. So, as a fan of Christ, mm-hmm. you know. We should know these things. How, as well. We should know these things. It mm-hmm. shouldn't just be, hey, yeah. Did you catch the game Sunday? Yeah, I caught the game Sunday. Mm-hmm. I did. I watched the whole thing. I watched the pregame. I watched the postgame. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, the the interviews afterwards. I watched the press conference. You know, there's also there's about three or four press conferences during the week. I watched them. I read up all the news headlines. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and I, I I prepare weekly just with the team does for the next game. I think we've just slid into a priority conversation. Right now. I'm not. I don't do all of that like I used to, as right. a, because I got other priorities. Right. You know, it, it, they've changed. But there's there's not a day that goes by during football season that I don't check in mm-hmm. on my Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're fortunate on. in that sense too, because you've got a teenage son that is in it. Like that yeah. kid knows. Like he's an encyclopedia of statistics. Correct. Right. Yeah. So if you have, if you have a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. If you're committed to Christ, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be a day that goes by that you don't check in mm-hmm. on His Word. That's right. That should be check your in priority mm-hmm. in prayer to see what's going on. That's right. That's right. So, so, uh, the and the opposite of that would be a what, what I always call a complacent Christian, which is somebody that's like you said there to check off a box um, to see what they can get instead of what they can give, mm-hmm. right? And it's not really. Uh, I wouldn't even say a top priority. I would say a priority at all. You know what I mean? If you if you got someone showing up on Christmas and Easter because Grandma said so, that's not a commitment. Right. No. Yeah. So is 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 it real if we're out there portraying ourselves as Christians and we're only and we're not prioritizing? Oh. Then, I mean, if there's fifty two games a year, how many do you? Yeah, how many, how many do you show up for? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and participate in because this isn't something you can just sit back and let everybody else take care of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is your relationship. This is your path. This is your race to run. However you want to, however many ways Paul said it. You know, this is this is on you to do. You don't get to piggyback your salvation. No, this is your deal. No. So it has to be your priority. Yeah, I mean, it's going to cost you something. Yeah. It does. It do- absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I worked for the sheriff's office, 
you know, this is how big a cowboy fan, you know, that that I am. I'm gonna say I was, but you know, mm-hmm. I am still. But I just it, I prioritize it's other a things over top of it. Yeah. But you know, uh, I had to work eight hours you know, on a weekend on a Sunday. You know, I had to work, but I I got it clear through my boss to go in at four a.m. to get off in time to get home to watch the noon game. Golly. Yeah, because I, I wasn't working like a shift, so I just had to, you know. You just had to do eight. Right. Didn't yeah, matter so when. I went in at 4 a.m. to get off in time to get home to watch the noon game. Wow. You know, and I worked nights. I'd come home, you know, go to bed at 7 in the morning, sleep until about 1130, get up, watch the noon game. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this said I didn't have time to work. Right. Exactly. You were committed. If we want to do it, we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, that's my grandpa used to say, there's, there's no such thing as procrastination. You're just uninterested. Mm-hmm. Right. But that takes effort. I mean, it, it's not, it's not an easy thing. It's, it, no. you have to work at this, uh, because the world's going to give you all kinds of excuses not to. Right. And that's, that's the easy thing to do is not to. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to stop there for a second. We really didn't get into the scripture, but that's okay. But I, I think that's to talk a great about that. It was a good conversation. We got into the follow, actual following, uh, yeah, choosing of the disciples. So, yeah, I guess next time we can. We perfect. Can it worked out perfect for me. Stuff. I love it. All right. Well, that was good. I'm feeling good about this. All right. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Bow your heads. We'll dismiss. Father, we're so thankful as always to for your word and our opportunity to share it. Uh, as an encouragement to whoever receives it. Father, we ask that you continue to bless us in, in this message uh, that you give us every uh, time we record. Father, we ask you uh, heal those that need healing according to your will. Continue to bless those that um, that need it as only you can do. Father, we're so thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus and the free gift of salvation that came with it. Father, we... Uh, just ask that anybody that doesn't know Christ as their Savior will do that today. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.